Welcome to Regret Proof Your Life. I'm your host, Jesse G, here to help you start getting your shit together one simple change at a time. The more that you know, the easier it is to grow. So let's fucking go. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in and welcome back. Uh, Some of you, the few of my very, very early listeners may have noticed I did not drop an episode on Monday. And that was because it's been a rough fucking week. Uh, I don't know if you've listened to anything Brene Brown. I am like so in the past and just started listening to her podcast and learned this morning about FFTs, the fucking first time that you do something and how rough it is and how it just can fuck your energy up, your you know life temporarily. Like shit is hard. It's uncomfortable. It stresses you out. Stress can snowball and cause some issues. So basically reflecting back, I had a little bit of that going on and we're going to get to learn together, you guys, because that's the benefit of me doing this podcast. Essentially, what I figured out is that I do not know how to complete a stress response. I do now, but like I have not ever really learned about that. I've not learned about stress and burnout management in the way that I need to because I've always been like, I'm fucking fine. That doesn't happen to me. I'm this kind of person that could go, 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 plan, plan, plan. I always have a list. I know what I'm doing and when and exactly why. And like every single fucking part of my life is planned out in great detail. Like I'm talking, I'm so psycho. I plan my vacations like a year at a time. I already have a list for everything I want to do in 2024 and I've started my 2025 list. And so I think I basically like burnt myself out. And I was like, is this what this is? Because I just was feeling so fucking angry. Okay. We're still going to do the to topic of today's episode. And I'm going to get into it in a minute, which is going to be all about morning routines and my go-to self-care tools, which have been very fucking important for this journey that I've been on. But essentially... What I heard this quote this morning on God, one of the podcasts I was listening to, and I don't remember whose quote it was because it was the podcast person quoting something else. So you're going to have to Google this to find the person. But the quote was, if you don't want to burn out, quit living like you're on fire. And you guys, I have thought and I have told myself that I thrive by being on fire basically by like fran- that frantic fucking energy of like just getting it sh- getting shit done. I call it beast mode at work, right? It's like my superpower. I even had this in high school. I used to skip a shit ton of school because when I was 15, my parents were going through a divorce and I was rebellious and I was like, I'm going to use this to my advantage. And I skipped so much school, but I still got all A's and B's. I like literally, I think it was my sophomore year, I missed 50 days. In my junior year, I missed 30. I still got a 3.8 GPA because it's just like easy for me to like engage that beast mode and be like, how can I operate as efficiently as possible and get the most work done with the least amount of effort, right? And I'm always looking to earn 
my freedom. Like that's kind of why I do it. And in my day-to-day work, it's like how can I get all of the things checked off of my to-do list that I need to do with work so then I can get all the the to-do list things checked off of my personal to-do list so then I can finally fucking relax. And then guess what happens when I relax? All I fucking do is live in my head and I'm like planning, 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 thinking, 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 listing, listing, listing. I'm like, oh my God, I need to figure out what hike I'm taking my husband on in two weeks so that I put that on the calendar and I got to make sure I know what restaurant I need to make a reservation for for my friend's birthday in October. And it's like, what the fuck am I doing? And then I started to feel how it felt in my body. Okay. And so it's like, in my chest, it's almost like my chest plate, like in between like my heart chakra and my solar plexus chakra. And it's like so tight. It's like, I feel like the butterflies, but not the good butterflies, kind of like the anxious, like tingly butterflies. But it also at the same time feels like I'm being like squeezed or slowly crushed to death, but so fucking slow. It's happening over years. And I'm just now realizing I'm having a hard time taking a full, deep, fulfilling breath. So that's part of it. We'll go into a lot more uh, in next that next episode because I'm going to also talk through like what the experience was and how I realized this is where I was heading to the land of burnout. And then I'm going to integrate the lens of spirituality into it because that was my biggest problem. I started to go into meltdown mode over the fucking complete misalignment between my soul and my spirit and what I want to do in this life and how I want to spend my time versus the fucking world we've created or those who came before us created and manifested where we spend 80 plus percent of our time working instead of being present, happy, fulfilled, meditating, being in nature, grounding, spending times with people we love, like literally just quality time, present time, shit. Like, and so that's essentially what led to it. And then when I started looking for resources in terms of like spirituality and burnout, I mean, I was having a hell of a time finding anything. So I'm going to make it for you guys. And for me, we are going to learn together. What I will tell you right now, just in case you're like, holy shit, this is exactly what I needed to hear and exactly what's going on for me right now too, is if you are a person that lives in a constant state of stress, chaos, you have a fucking cortisol addiction, right? If you're not busy in go, go, go mode, you're checking your phone every five minutes because you're checking for an email or a text or something in Messenger or something on your social media app to give you something to do so you can keep go, 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 going, right? Um, And you're starting to realize that this is like ruining your life and making you an irritable, bitter, crabby ass bitch. (laughs) You're probably not completing your stress cycles either. So the easiest things that you can do that I just learned this morning is physical movement is like the first thing. And so an example I had yesterday, I have been, you know, really on edge. I'm literally so on edge that I I have felt the last few days like a wounded animal that's been backed into a corner about to fucking just annihilate anybody that puts their hand anywhere near me for any reason. So it's rough, right? The straw that breaks the camel's back is going to be like the most minor inconvenience. It's that my fucking belt loop got stuck on the doorknob and then it's the end of my life. Okay. That's like the energy I've been living in. It's been really rough. So yesterday I had to go get some protein shakes from Walgreens 
And I don't know what it is about this experience, you guys, but I just keep having fucking old people, like baby boomers and older, like almost crash into me pretty regularly, multiple times a week. And it'll always be a situation where I am like going to turn, I'm like either driving past them or I'm like needing to turn like somewhere and they come to like, how do they do this? They're basically trying to T-bone me. Okay. They're not paying attention. They're like just rolling out into intersections. I'm having to swerve and avoid like an accident. And I'm like, what the fuck? So this happened yesterday. This lady's not even looking. I'm honking. I am. I'm not even honking. I'm just laying on the horn and she's still not looking at me and she's driving right into me. Like, oh my fucking God. Ugh. So I was immediately like brought into my space of road rage, of low vibrational energy, of murder. So, you know, and I was like, what the fuck? So the first thing already that I've been doing in any situation like this is just envisioning like light exploding out of this lady's whole face, like all of her orifices or eye holes or ear holes or nose holes in her mouth hole. Like I'm just like light, light, light. And then I'm like light exploding out of her car. And that helps me get myself out of that like rage response. Because if I don't do that, I'm going to think about this bitch for the next 20 minutes. I'm probably going to come home and tell my husband about it and then like relive that actual experience and get myself and completely stressed out as if I'm literally in that again in that moment by telling my husband. So what I did is I gave, I gave her the light. I moved on with my life. I got home or no, I got to the next place I was going, literally GNC. Can you guys tell I'm a a fitness freak? Jesus. So when I got to GNC, like I hadn't gotten rid of all that energy. I go to pull into my parking spot and this man was getting out of his Jeep at the same time, but he just like did not look, shot his door open. And like, if I didn't hit my brakes so fast, I would have like ripped his door off. And I was just like pulling into a spot. It was just like, I'm like, what the fuck? This chaos is following me everywhere. Y'all better look out because I'm coming for blood. (laughs) So um, what I did was I was like, all right, reminder, I just learned about the stress response this morning. I need to complete this. So I did like 30 jumping jacks in the parking lot of GNC. And I'm telling you that did what it needed to do. So physical movement, you can do jumping jacks. You can go for a walk, a run, a jog. You can like just dance, like shake your body. And then even what I learned is if you don't have the ability to do any of that, like say you're in a meeting or something and something completely triggers you and sets off your stress response, you can just squeeze every single muscle in your body like so hard that you're pretty much shaking um, and then let it go and just like like fucking melt. Okay. Even if you have to get up and go to the bathroom and sit on the toilet and do that before you go back into the meeting, that'll take you like 30 seconds and you can complete that stress response. Other things that help are laughter, apparently, but it has to be that like extremely deep belly laughter. So you can't always get that if you're in the state that I or you might be in right now. Um, so a hug, a 20 second or longer hug can help. That shows that you're safe again. Um, like social interaction and like sort of positive social interaction, right? That's that's going to show you that you're safe. Um Or you can rely on breath work, right? So you can do a little bit of your own research into that. Any of those will complete the stress response. The problem is, and the reason that we're all fucking fried and burning out in our 30s or even sooner is because nobody taught us how to do this. So every single time somebody almost crashes into us, somebody swipes into our lane, somebody cuts us off in traffic, somebody offends us at work, the somebody is rude to us at the DMV. Like it just keeps fucking going, right? Or you're on a hike and you see a wild animal. 
we're not clearing any of these stress responses. So they're just building, 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 building. You guys, I don't know how I'm alive. My entire fucking body is probably one rock solid granite piece of stress that I have never cleared out of my life. And so that's why over this last weekend, it all hit me and I was like, what the mother fuck? So I've already taken up almost 12 minutes of your time talking about this. Just wait for next week and we'll talk even more. I'll probably like go back into everything I just said here because it's so important and I'm going to be learning as much as possible between now and then because I need help. So all I'm doing is like listening to podcasts about this type of stuff. But for today, we have an episode about morning routines and my go-to self-care tools. How perfect and timely as I have been leaning on this extremely heavily. And I mean, if any of you are feeling rough too, this is this is perfect. We're going to just make it really simple. Talk about some morning routines and self-care tools that you can start to integrate into your life. And just like every episode we've done before, This isn't going to be for everybody, so take what you need, leave what you don't, and integrate into your life what is going to most and best impact you. I'm just doing my best to share so that, you know, you guys can take what you can from me and hopefully make your journey a little bit quicker and easier, less bumpy. So the importance of a morning routine why does this matter? We hear people talk about it all of the time, but we never really ponder why. Uh, So it's basic, right? It sets the tone for the day. You're going to feel a hell of a lot different if you wake up the first time your alarm goes off and have a productive morning versus if you hit snooze 10 times and then roll out of bed chaotically as fuck late already rushing to get into your day. Completely different. It's going to set the tone for the rest of your day. And as somebody that has lived both lives and been on both sides, I can confirm that. And even to this day, every once in a while, I'm like, bro, I'm so comfy and tired. I just want to sleep in, especially in the winter time, right? I'm like, I don't want to get out of bed and then go in the cold to the gym. The days that I sleep in and I skip my morning routine – I feel significantly less, right? I'm less patient. I'm less happy. I'm less fulfilled. I'm pretty in my head. I'm pretty frustrated and upset with myself that I brushed it off. Even if I work out later in the day, it just it's not the fucking same, okay? So as much as it sucks, you, you've got to do it, guys. You got to just fucking make this happen. Like you have to – angrily fight the gremlin inside of you that has not let you do this, that has led you to the life that you have today that you're not happy with and be like, fuck no, I'm taking this shit back. This is my fucking life. So it's going to get you like mentally and physically prepared for the day. Again, it's going to be so good for you cognitively. I don't even have any of the research, but just intuitively, I can imagine the difference in those two scenarios, what it's going to do to your mental state. It's going to give you the time for self-care and to connect with yourself. And you might be like, oh, well, I can do that later in the day. Well, that's great if you can. But if you're like me, I can't because I'm going to have get through the day and be so fucking depleted by just having to give pieces away of myself all day long to just do things that I don't always want to do, aka work, that – I'm not going to do it. I'm going to be like, I'm so fucking fried. All I want to do is smoke some weed and chill on the couch and fucking unwind. So I have to do it first thing in the morning. 
it also sets the tone for my day and I am just very high vibrational or at least set up in a position to be able to maintain my vibration better throughout the day. It's going to result in better, healthier habits and you're going to see increased focus and productivity if you give yourself this space and you start to build a morning routine. So what are some of those things that an ideal morning routine has? I'm sure you can rattle off a couple to yourself right now. But what I've got, a little short list here we'll go through. Some sort of mindfulness. I don't care if that's like reflection on the day prior, if that's gratitude practice, if those are your affirmations in the mirror, or if that is your meditation. But start with something like that, okay? That's going to be so impactful to you. It's going to clear space you didn't know you needed cleared and give you that precious, that sacred you time, time for you to settle in, time for you to connect with your highest self, any messages that your guides have for you, you name it before you get into the day. Because as soon as you get into your day and you start going through your phone and you start responding to emails, it's over. You're you're already sucked in and you are already doing a million things. You're doing things for other people and you were not able to start your morning with you as the priority, okay? And so even if that means you have to wake up 10 minutes earlier, do it and, you know, waddle downstairs in your robe with your eyes half closed and sit on the couch and do it. Another thing would be some sort of movement. Um, I and, and again, guys, you don't have to do all of these. This is just fucking psycho. I'm going to go through my morning routine in just a minute so you hear what it is and you're going to be like, how, what? But like start small and then take the pieces that you like. So some sort of a movement. I don't care if you're going to the gym, if you're going for a walk outside, if you're doing some stretching, some mobility, some yoga, um, if you have a VR headset, that thing has changed my life. Like just some sort of a movement for your body. You could even put on some soft, pretty music and kind of like do a moving sway, like a dancing meditation, right? That could be amazing. That sounds delicious. An ideal morning routine has plenty of space and time. That has been a rough lesson for me. I have had to keep moving my clock backwards to give myself enough time to do the things that I love to do that I know set me up for success and put me in the right headspace going into the day to tackle anything. So again, right, if you don't give yourself enough time, you got out of bed, but you're still already forcing that same frantic, panicky, running behind, I've got to get this done as soon as possible energy that you would have had if you would have hit snooze a bunch of times. So like, what's the point? You canceled it out. It might take some trial and error, but you will figure out what is right for you. This one is really, really hard. I have fought this one my entire journey, you guys. Remember, I've been doing this stuff since 2017. Uh, It's just within like the last couple of weeks, I finally caved and started doing zero phone time for at least the first 30 minutes I'm awake. Do some research on this. It is significant, the difference immediately looking at your phone versus like putting it aside for like 30 minutes to an hour and not even looking at it first thing in the morning. It's crazy what it does for you. And That's why it's important, right? Even if you use an alarm on your phone, like 
put that shit on do not disturb as well, which is what I do, so that I like don't see I'm not getting things like distracting me and prompting me to like muscle memory look at my phone. It is crazy. It sucks. But then you might be like, well, what the fuck? I'm going to go brush my teeth first. And I always look at Facebook or Instagram or TikTok while I'm brushing my teeth. And it's like, too bad. Don't. Instead, be present while you're brushing your teeth and give yourself affirmations in the mirror and like thank your cells and your teeth and everything for everything that they do, you know? And if you don't want to do that, find something else. Um, Like have a, you know, little like book or a little basket of inspirational books on top of your toilet. And maybe you like read a page out of that while you're brushing your teeth, anything but your phone. At the end of the day, if you're going to continue to look at your phone, know that it is going to, whether you feel it or recognize it or not, throw you into a state of immediate stress and anxiety. It's putting you into that go mode when it's not needed, when this is your like USA, your self-care, your self-love, your gentle mode, okay? So if you're going to keep looking at your phone, expect to set yourself up for kind of a shitty stressed mood all day. <laughs> uh, and then in terms of the timing of all of this, right? It's first thing in the morning. You skip over these theta brain waves and you thwart yourself into beta. So theta is where you want to be when you're meditating. It's what you want to be when I started talking about the very first part of this morning routine, the mindfulness, meditation, reflection, gratitude, affirmations. That's when you really want to try to be as close to theta as possible. If you're not and you thwart yourself into beta, that is kind of that like the go, go, go energy. Okay. It's already like I've got to get shut done. I've got to be in action. That's not what we want. Theta is that sort of in between, that haze, that kind of groggy fog when you're still coming to, or that same kind of in between you feel right before you fall asleep. You're you're awake still, but you're starting to drift away into like your dream state. That is when your subconscious is the most susceptible to external influences, like the stress from your phone. So instead, you could be waking up and thinking thoughts of gratitude first thing and speaking words of affirmation to yourself in the mirror and meditating to receive any important messages. Or you can look at your phone. I don't know about you, but like when I just started to like learn more about this, looking at my phone just sounded like trash. And with the feelings of burnout I've been experiencing, I'm like, fuck my phone and fuck all you fucking losers that are trying to hit me up anyway. Leave me alone. So uh, remember, it's your choice. But this has been immensely successful for me. And it really is the shit that you're like, I don't want to do this. That ends up being the shit that has the biggest impact. And it's not that hard and scary. One other thing, the zero snoozing. You got to get up the first time. I'm not going to go into a ton of detail on this because Mel Robbins already has, and you can look up the Mel Robbins five-second rule. There's podcasts. She has a whole book about it. Like, there's a shit ton of information out there. But cognitively, neurologically, if you keep hitting snooze, it is fucking your shit up. You think you're going back into like an REI. You guys, I got (laughs) fucking camping and hiking on the brain. Wow. Yay. Um, No, it's it thinks that you're going back into another cycle of REM sleep and then you fucking snooze and jolt yourself out of that another five minutes later to just trick yourself into, no, it's okay. It's safe. I can go into REM. Jolt yourself back up. That fucks 
your mind up that fucks your nervous system up. Go look up Mel Robbins five second rule. Um, and if all else fails, get a dog or a puppy and you'll wake up the first time. It won't matter. So, all right. <laughs> My morning routine promised I would give it to you guys. It actually starts the night before when I put my phone on do not disturb, usually around 6 p.m. And I go to bed around 8 p.m. I have like this whole routine and you might think I'm crazy, but it is really because of this morning routine and my bodybuilding, especially that I wake up so early. So I'll often brush, start brushing my teeth at like 6.30, get in bed at 7 and, you know, lay down and watch a show for an hour before, before I fall asleep. So the next morning, I wake up at 4 a.m., 4 a.m. every day. Monday through Friday, usually Saturday to go hike too. No snoozing, no phone, okay? I will not look at that. It is like going to ruin my morning and hijack me. It's like looking at a demon. I'm like, no, no eye contact. I go downstairs. I immediately feed my pets, my dog and my cat. I have to. They will not let me do anything unless I do that. So I won't be able to meditate if I don't. So I immediately feed them, go back up. I mean, just put my dog back up in the room to sleep a little bit more with my husband. And I'm back downstairs. So it's like within five minutes of waking up, I'm, you know, I'm already starting to come out of my theta state. And I can tell that my body and my brain is trying to be like, what's on your to-do list today? What do you need to do? What did you forget? I know you forgot something. Blah, 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 blah. No, I will not fucking let that. So I go in, I sit down on the couch and I meditate for 10 to 15 minutes. I do not use an app or anything at this point. Instead, I typically am meditating and envisioning light filling my entire body, but I'm doing it like bit by bit, layer by layer, and then I end up expanding my aura out and spinning it around so fast that like anything that does not vibrationally align with my desires and like what my highest self wants for me is repelled, but everything that I do desire is attracted to me, right? So I do that every morning. Uh, and if I have time, I'll do my gratitude practice then too. I have a couple of different ways. If I have extra time, I will physically write in a notebook. If I'm a little bit rushed for time, I have a notes app version that I'll just go through and I'll quickly kind of feel what each of my gratitudes feels like. And if I don't have time, I don't sweat it because you can't do it all. And if I were to be like, I have to do the gratitude every single morning, I will definitely burn myself out. Right. So instead on those days, I'm gentle, kind to myself. And I just practice gratitude throughout the day when it comes to me. That's become a pretty regular part. So it's not as urgent and critical feeling to like have to write it down every single morning. I embody it. Next, I'm back upstairs. I'm brushing my teeth. I get dressed. I go to the gym. Um, I'm usually, I wake up at four. I'm out the door by like 4.45-ish and I'm at the gym by 5 a.m. So I work out for about an hour. I work out usually five days a week or sometimes I'll like do my own thing four days a week and hit one CrossFit class um, just to break it up and actually make sure that my muscles work and they don't just look pretty. And then uh, and then I, I do a treat yourself. When I leave the gym, I go get a matcha from the Starbucks that's in the same parking lot and then I puff on my vape pen and come home. So like my treat is just a little bit of weed, a little bit of wake and bake and a little bit of matcha. But it's like I've already been up for several hours at this point in time. Okay. So it's all like I'm like wake and baking before I even meditate. I would not really recommend that. Uh and the reason being, if you're like, shut up, bitch, I fucking smoke weed and meditate all the time, is just because it it kind of like dulls and numbs your senses a little bit. And if you are meditating to receive direction or clarity 
from your guides, it's going to be a lot harder for you to do so. I mean, otherwise I'm like, smoke all the weed you want. Fucking smoke them if you got them. So I go to the gym, smoke my little weed pen, come home. I play my VR for 30 minutes. So I have an Oculus VR headset and there's a game on it called Supernatural that is the fucking funnest game in the world. It's kind of pricey. It's $180 a year, but I use that shit every single day. And so it is so priceless. I would pay like $1,800 for it because it's so fucking good. It's so much music on it. Like every artist, for the most part, that you, that you could possibly want, um, they have bought so much music and they've choreographed these either boxing or these kind of flow routines that are like is dancey. It is so fucking fun. You guys just have to look it up and try it. It's called Supernatural. And that is my cardio. And I don't even realize I do cardio. It's so fun. I'm like my dog with his green ball and I'm like more, 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 more. I want to keep playing. Uh, so after that, Let's see. I woke up at four. By the time I finished playing my VR, it's usually like seven, seven fifteen, uh, because for some reason I come home and like putz around for a minute before I get going. <laughs> you know, me, me and myself. Uh, I walk my dog. Then right, it's like so. 7 15 7 30 i'll walk elvis while i drink my protein shake um 10 minutes just real quick one around the block i'll shower if i need to get ready for the day so like wash my face do my hair makeup pick out my outfit often you guys i'll have my outfit picked out the night before like my workout outfit and then i work from home i'll just put a shirt on top of whatever fucking workout clothes i have on for my zoom calls um and then it's downstairs to have, you know, breakfast, vitamins, supplements. My husband's up at this point, so we get a little bit of time in the morning together. And then I'll I'll start work anywhere between like usually 8.30 and 9 a.m. So this is psycho. This is me after doing a morning routine for years and I have built it out so fucking long that I'm like, I have to wake up at 4 a.m. because I basically need a four to five hour morning routine. And so please don't think you have to start here. You absolutely don't. You can start with like one or two things. Um, just just pick what's going to work for you and what's going to like make you feel fulfilled and happy. And like you've got to give yourself something first every day and just start with those couple of things. Moving on, my go-to self-care tools. And I've broken this up into some categories to really help because I realize we all have different abilities and financial access to be able to invest in things. So I've got free stuff, kind of medium expensive and a little bit more pricey things. So first off with the free slash at home things, meditation, shocker, right? Affirmations, gratitude, three shockers in a row. Oh man, I should stop using that word. <laughs> Um, grounding in the yard. That's something, you know, you can go out and just stand barefoot in your yard and feel your feet in the grass. You can charge moon water and crystals. We talked about that in an earlier episode. And then you can drink that moon water all throughout the month that's just full of light when you and the moon might not be. And you could use a little bit of that light incense or palo santo to cleanse your house you don't even need i mean you can use sage if you want but you do not need to i actually was taught that i could just use my incense that's like the nag champa or whatever the stuff in the blue box it smells real good <laughs> uh to cleanse my house and like to cleanse any of my friends houses dude sorry i'm making so much noises just like moving around in my chair smacking my table 
that's okay. We're on this journey together. It's just going to be like that <laughs> until I have like an actual podcasting studio or something one day. Manifest. Um, cold showers. This is something I am either like all about or I'm avoiding. Ah, quick water sip. And uh, yeah, last couple of times I've avoided this. It's It, it could be rough, but it gets easier. Um, it's really, really good for you to like blast yourself with that cold water at the end. It does a lot for like just your body in general from like a biohacking perspective. So you could do a little bit more research on that yourself. Um, but from a spiritual perspective, I have been taught by my teacher that putting like having the cold water come down onto your crown chakra helps you like open up your crown chakra and, and connect and better like receive light down through all of your chakras and into your body. You don't have to do it every day, but it is helpful to do. And I can share that, you know, although it sucks in the moment, it feels really good afterwards. And I only do it for maybe 30 to 45 seconds. And I just count in my head while I'm doing it. And I try to control my breathing and do deep, even breathing as best as possible. Yoga and, you know, any kind of exercise that you could do for free. I mean, they're just YouTube alone has millions of free workouts. Yoga with Adrienne is my go-to. I love her. She has yoga for everything and it's very beginner friendly and she explains everything. It's amazing. Um, tons of stuff on there. You could even find like a six-minute ab video, okay? Anything that on there would be free. And then you could do something like just walk around your neighborhood or even go for a hike. And all of those things are free and available to you. So if you're like, ugh, self-care is a privilege, it's like, no, you can choose to just integrate this into your life. I just gave you a bunch of free things that pretty much anybody can do, at least one thing on that list, right? Okay, medium expensive. And I defined a medium expensive by 20 to $50 either per month or like per occasion, whatever. So you could do an in-person yoga class or you could join a gym. There's so many different kinds of yoga too. I've tried hot yoga a couple of times. I don't think that's for me. It is profusely sweaty. I'm telling you every single inch of your body and your clothes, you're going to be able to wring them out that level of sweaty. It's fucking nasty. But hey, that can really be good for you and that can get deep ass stretch for you. That can really help to move some energy and some emotions out of your body that may have been stuck before. Restorative yoga is so – well, okay, I have you restorative, yin, Y-I-N, like yin and yang, and gentle. All three of those types of yoga classes are going to be very relaxing and it's not going to be like a cardio yoga class. It's going to be very connecting and more of like a spiritual yoga class. That's how I kind of look at them. I'm not in there so much to get a workout. I'm in there to really nurture my body and be kind to my body and to be present and like connect. So yeah, that's look up those types of yogas, restorative, yin, or gentle. Basically, all three of them are going to be the shit if you just want some like comfy loving. Another medium expensive thing is a sound bath. These are typically going to be in that same price range, 20 to 50 bucks. If you have not heard of a sound bath, oh my God, this is going to change your fucking life. Look on Facebook, look in the meetup app, look up, look at, look for Yoko Loga Studios. I think you know what I'm trying to say. Local yoga studios, because that's often where they're going to be held. And a good sound bath, it has 
so many different instruments. You're going to wear comfy clothes, bring pillows and blankets and lay on the floor or a yoga mat. And they're going to play all of the instruments, some giant, amazing gongs. If you're lucky, you'll get a didgeridoo. There's just so much. And all of the sounds vibrate all of the cells in your entire body. And that breaks free toxins. That's extremely healing um, and cleansing and grounding and connecting. It's basically like an hour-long meditation where you just sit there and like let the vibrations of the music heal you. It's so fucking cool. And you can even look this up. Apparently, this has been something that's been practiced in like, like ancient Asian cultures for thousands of years by like royalty and like elites. Uh, I think I got that from a company called Delamora. If you look that up or if you're in Illinois, holy shit. If you're in Illinois, look up Delamora, like D-E-L-A-M-O-R-A. It's a husband and wife duo that they go around to do sound baths all over like the Chicago land area, like the suburbs and everything. And they are fucking incredible. And they have so much knowledge on their website. If you're in Colorado... I am obsessed with doing private sound baths at Yoga Studio Satya. Uh, so Colton is one of the owners there. Him and his wife own that place. And he does these incredible private sound baths where he hooks you up, dude. I mean, you're surrounded in gongs and Tibetan singing bowls and crystal bowls and every instrument you can imagine. He has really hooked it up to where it is like an entirely new experience. You're almost not even human anymore. It's so good. <laughs> um. Other things you can do, buy some angel cards from a metaphysical shop to help guide you. Um, I used these very early on in my journey. And just go into like a, a crystal shop or a metaphysical shop and they're guaranteed to have them and just find whatever speaks to you. And you can start to pull these cards and kind of ask the angels, ask your guides each day what it is that you need to know. I mean, you can lean on that for any type of a guidance. It'll all come with a little booklet that explains how to use the cards. So those are super fun and a, and a way that you can start to tap into your spirituality and, and start to better receive messages and understand how to navigate like your life in this journey. You can set up an altar at home to meditate in front of or for protection, you name it. So you can, you know, go to like Hobby Lobby or Michael's or whatever craft store you have available and find a like a tray if you would like to stage it or have an altar that you can move around. Otherwise, you can find like a cool like table or chest or something from a thrift store even. Uh, or you might even be like, oh my God. That's why I kept this random piece of furniture that I didn't want to get rid of all these years because I was meant to listen to this podcast episode and build an altar. <laughs> so uh, you're going to want a white altar candle on there. That is from the Dollar Tree. I get mine. They're like $1.50 or something. And I have a uh, stock always because I burn them every single day. So you put the white altar candle from the Dollar Tree south. You want that facing on the south side of your altar to symbolize fire. You're going to want to find some sort of an empty bowl or a feather, something to symbolize air. I actually have a small Tibetan singing bowl I use on mine. You want that facing east. Then you want to find a glass or a bowl and you want to pour some water into that to symbolize water. You want that facing west. And then some sort of a rock or wood or something that symbolizes earth. You want that facing north. Finally, 
some sort of a holy symbol to put in the center to represent spirit. I use a crystal cross that I got as a gift. You can put anything like from any religion, any sort of holy symbol whatsoever that speaks to you, right? Because a cross, I was like, I got this cross as a present and I was like offended when I got this cross as a present because I was like, how dare you assume I'm religious? What the fuck? But I felt like I was going to, I felt guilty and like I was going to be smited or something. Bad karma if I threw it away. So I kept it. And then I got over my God trauma and like religion trauma and judgments. I mean, well, not the judgments. Okay. But, (laughs) um, I can't, I I cannot fucking ever support anything that suppresses people so terribly. But anyways, I got over it and I was like, wow, that's why I kept this crystal. It's perfect to go on my altar. So you never know what you have laying around this crystal cross. Um, so for me personally, and finally something that's medium expensive, I, I microdose shrooms regularly to help with mood and neuroplasticity. Uh, but that, that is just me. I'm not going to tell you to do that because it is super important for you to do your own research and do what is right for you. But some people really do like to lean on hallucinogens for their spiritual journey. If you like, I, sometimes I do much more than microdosing and like really blast off and I'm actually researching. I'm not doing the research. Actually, it's my friend Kristen, who is also a shaman, is doing some research for us right now to do a future like ayahuasca retreat. We are ready to diapers on and dive in and heal our trauma. So (laughs) hopefully I'll have some really cool stories for you in the future about that. That is my medium expensive list. And on the more expensive side and for this, I'm saying it's like likely going to be over $100 and some things could be all the way up to thousands. It just, it just depends, right? Uh, so you could see an energy healer. I see one up by Denver. This is why I'm making that noise. I'm getting so – I keep tapping the table with my hand. I'm making a fucking point. So I'm so sorry and I will try to get better at that for you guys. You don't have to listen to these background sounds the whole time because uh, I'll be fucked if I'm going to record this. <laughs> it's a no for me. <laughs> so um, my energy healer, she's up in Denver. She charges anywhere from like 120 to 180 a session, just depending on how long it is. Um, so that's something incredible that you could look into. Or you could see a therapist. I have found that I no longer need talk therapy after seeing my energy healer a handful of times. I am also starting to study the Kabbalah, like the original Kabbalah not tied to any type of a religion. This is like what came before any religion and is the basis of like any monotheistic religion, apparently. Really, really cool. And there's this concept of climbing the tree of life in the in the Kabbalah. And it's really challenging. It's something that's going to help you learn and grow in ways that you could never imagine from what I understand. But there's going to be sometimes that it's really dark and it can be painful and it can be like, you could be experiencing suffering and there's going to be other months where you are like high on life and you can't believe you didn't start this sooner, right? So that's something that I'm going to be exploring as well that could be a potential talk therapy replacement. And not to ever – like talk therapy changed my life, you guys, but I'm just in the space of like why would I do uh, do and pay for a year of talk therapy when for me, my energy healer can have the same impact on me for like $500 worth of sessions in two months, I'm fucking picking the energy healer, okay? It's been incredible. Um, her name is Alicia and her business is called Quantum Wellness. If you want to look that up, 
because that will give you a really good idea of what to look for in an energy healer near you if you do not live in Colorado. So next, consider a yoga retreat or some other type of spiritual retreat. I have never, well, actually I did one yoga retreat and it was when I was getting off of Xanax, okay? So that's why I was like, I barely remember because I I had tried a couple of times to stop taking Xanax. And if you have never done that, it's it makes you feel fucking crazy. Like nothing I've ever felt before. You, I weaned off and did everything right. But even still, the first day that I didn't take it, I felt like I was like womp, 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 like underwater. Like my head was pressurized. I felt like my equilibrium was off. I was like, I'm like on fucking drugs. What the fuck? So anyway, I like had to try that several times and I tried it at this yoga retreat I went to. And uh, that was incredible because by the time I left the yoga retreat, I was fine and I have never touched Xanax again. Fuck that shit. So um, consider a yoga retreat, some other spiritual retreat. Those just sound amazing. It's been too long. And that's why I'm so about looking into this ayahuasca retreat at some point, which probably won't happen for like a year, but we can dream. <laughs> if you're curious about shrooms, what do you know? There are retreats in in Mexico and South America. Friends of mine have gone on and learned about and experienced shrooms for the first time. So do your research. There's like safe places you can do that. You probably don't even have to leave the country. You probably don't even have to leave your city, depending on where you live. Um, you can invest in a sauna blanket. That's something we've done. It was about $500, I believe. And if you live in a small space where you can't afford an actual sauna, this is an awesome alternative. You can also invest in a cold plunge, right? I'm seeing all sorts of, well, was seeing all sorts of tailored ads, but I stopped even using TikTok as of a few days ago, and I'm like straight going feral mountain woman rogue. I'm like a recluse retreating from the world. I'm only here to share with you guys because I love you guys and want to help you all. Um, but like, yeah, social media, everything. I'm like, I'm fucking good. But you don't even have to buy a cold plunge. Like you could literally just do cold showers or in a pinch, you could just fill your tub with cold water and throw some ice cubes in and like cold plunge in your tub. You do not have to invest in a cold plunge. And then finally, this is this is my favorite. Oh, it's, it's not. I can't even pick a favorite. Go explore the vortexes in Sedona if you if you got the money to go vacation. That's one of those ones that's going to be like in the thousands because unless you're a travel hacker and you have racked up a shitload of travel points on your credit cards like me, 10 out of 10 recommend. You're going to have to pay for a hotel. And hotels in Sedona, even if it's a hotel or an Airbnb, it's going to be expensive. It's going to be probably at least like $300 a night if not more. I mean, you could definitely consider camping there to save some money. Now, you're going to want money, okay, to like go shopping, to go eat some good food, you name it. Um, when I went to Sedona, it was so incredible. It, the, it, it was the Bell Rock Vortex, I believe. My husband and I went to and we hadn't even smoked. We were sober and we chilled there for like 15, 20 minutes or whatever and left. And as we were driving home, we felt like super giddy and weird and high. Like it was the coolest thing ever. And so do a little bit more research on the vortexes there because there's positive and negative vortexes. That doesn't mean good things and bad things are going to happen to you. It means some vortexes are going to give you things you need and some vortexes are going to take away things that you no longer need, right? Um, which is fucking awesome. Go kick it in Sedona. You'll probably never want to come back. And then my challenge for you over the next week, create your new morning routine. I want you to pick a mental or emotional practice like meditation, affirmations, or gratitude journaling. 
pick some sort of a physical practice, some sort of a movement you'll do each morning, even if it's five minutes of stretching. Okay. You can make this super easy. Five minute meditation, five minute stretch. You can do this. Okay. Decide how early you need to wake up to give yourself enough time and space. So do not try to fit this into the regular time frame you already use. You're probably not going to have enough time. Think about what's going to be a sufficient amount for you and wake up earlier. Probably I would say do like a 30 minute sooner wake up and just start going to bed a little bit earlier. Set yourself up for success by winding down. Make sure you're thinking about the next morning, the night before, okay? That's my biggest piece of success because obviously if you stay up late and you are not present and not thinking of, you know, how you're going to set yourself up for success, you're probably going to sleep in. You're not going to do any of this, right? So you are the only person that's going to show up and do this for you, okay? Like you've got to be the advocate. You have to be the one to show all of the versions of you that still reside within you, you know, that you can be trusted, that you follow through with your word, that when you make a commitment, you fucking honor it because you respect yourself, okay? And because you fucking deserve it. And so that's why you're going to do this. And it's going to be very fucking easy and you're going to feel like incredible within a week and probably want to start expanding your morning routine. Just keep, keep going no matter what. So I'm getting off track with what I had planned for you for next week. So as I started off with the first 10 minutes rambling of this episode, we're probably going to take a pivot and dive into the world of burnout and look at that through a lens of spirituality, talk through like stress and cortisol addiction and how to clear stress response in more detail. So we're going to get into that next week. Um, and then this will probably be a pretty regular topic as I can turn can continue to learn about this. Y'all, I'm trying to make up so many new words on today's podcast. Um, so as I learn, I want to teach you that is my true passion. And the more that I seek my purpose in life, I think it is to dedicate my life to my spiritual expansion and growth and knowledge seeking and integrating that into my life in a way that then allows me to teach this back to you all and to guide other people on this journey so that we can raise the consciousness, the vibration of as many people as possible, and all break free and live happier, healthier, more present lives. So we can get to our deathbeds and look back with no fucking regrets. That's literally the reason, okay? So I'm going to sign off for now, homies. Keep it real. Keep going. Keep creating. You are in charge. You get to decide what your life looks like. Nobody else. Okay, bye.